program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. What's strange is new again, which is another way to say it's time to discuss the latest trove of UFO documents pried from the hands of the U.S. government. According to said documents, thirsty UFOs have been swiping right during their nocturnal visits to Earth and... If that wasn't bad enough, one of these pervs may have left a woman with its hybrid space baby. We'll talk all about that, as well as the shocking Loch Ness phallus theory, among other things, in our What in the Weird segment. And if you feel guilty for never drinking your required four liters of water throughout the day, we have the perfect excuse. Water is poison. Literally. Yeah, it seems Satan has secretly contaminated the water supply. If that sounds crazy, then you'll know exactly why we're going to talk about it in our Audacity Chronicle segment at the end of the show. With that, welcome to Far Off Topic. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. As always, I'm joined by Tiwi from her undisclosed satanic water treatment facility. And because everyone else turned down the offer, I'm also joined by Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. How is life? Tiwi, that really is directed to you because you have been gone for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing uh, exciting. <laughs> Sounds worth the uh, the brush off. Uh, Jax, how are you? Are you sick still? Are you still sick with anything? Nope. All is well. Yeah, everything's great. Let's talk about the elephant in the room then. Let's Because uh, it's not good. Go you guys, you oh, guys, it's not good. No. You know, it's not. Because re- earlier this week, I got word from the, from YouTube... The algorithm spoke to me, and it said we are permanently banned from their their platform. We got we got deplatformed on YouTube. Yeah, far off topic. YouTube no longer exists. The most dangerous Weird. podcast in America got delisted. Not even like delisted. We were we don't exist on YouTube anymore, right? No, yeah, exactly. And we're not even allowed to ever step on the platform again. <laughs> <laughs> it said that the account that created this is permanently gone and will never be allowed back on their platform. I, I sent like a quick appeal because what the, the reason that they banned us, two reasons, uh, and they're very vague reasons. It's like you violated our community guidelines, please refer to the community guidelines related to basically like doxing, harassment, that sort of thing, and um, copyright infringement, which I don't know how the hell we've violated copyright. And the only people we've harassed have been ourselves, I think, by doing this show. <laughs> right. Um, Tiwi's the one that's most harassed. Absolutely. So I don't, I'm, so I sent a quick reply that was like, an example would be cool. And, they just re- responded again that said, nah, we're going <laughs> to. Right now, we, we're going sti- to stick <laughs> we're gonna with our first our, our original decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. And it was like, like an insta respond, too. It was like, oh, this uh, yeah, reply. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't want your business. With that being said, we are now branding this as the most dangerous podcast in America. Actually, the most dangerous podcast in the world because we broadcast worldwide we're an international concern so yeah so anyone who's listening to this just know you are treading in a dangerous place 
And we did not apologize for what we, what you learn by this show. Banned from YouTube. With that, it's time for a game show. All right, it's time for everyone's favorite game show, Last Week in Multiple Choice. Here's how the show works. I will ask the contestants a series of multiple choice questions about things that happened in somewhere between the last show and this show. Correct answers will earn a reward, while incorrect answers will incur a punishment. As always, the listening audience is encouraged to play along using the home version of the game. Let's get started. After gas, liquid, solid, and plasma, what is the fifth state of matter, according to a new theory? Is it A, information, B, time, C, splendor, or D, radiance? Uh, Tiwi, what's your- Can I answer? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say time. All right. Jax, what do you say? Um, hmm. Radiance. (laughs) The answer is information. Oh, interesting. The mass energy information equivalence principle was proposed by physicist Melvin Vopspon. I mispronounced that Vopson in his 2019 (laughs) AIP advances paper. It announces that a digital information bit used for digital data storage is not just physical, but has a finite and quantifiable mass while it stores information. So essentially, he's basically saying that if you had deleted a terabyte of data from your hard drive, it would literally decrease in size. It would actually weigh less. How less you you might want to know? Uh, 3.9 times 10 by the 38th power kilograms at room temperature. So there you go. To me, it sounds like someone attempting to weigh the correct amount, the, 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 the soul. You know, like the, there was one guy back in the day who was uh, bringing uh, hospice patients. He had this giant cattle uh, scale and he had hospice patients come in, come in right before their moment of death. Um, and he would like wheel them on there. He would know the precise amount of the bed, the, the cloth and all that stuff. And their, their current weight so that when they died, everyone was off the scale. They would just die in this cold chamber, this big room with this on top of the scale. And he would try to count. He would try to see what? the difference. It's, this is, it really happened. This is <laughs> maybe yeah, the 40s. Is, they yeah, died yeah. in a cold chamber. Yeah. Just like no one was touching them. They would just die yeah, yeah, yeah. in this like essentially a warehouse. Um, on purpose, they volunteered. As far right. as I know, most of them volunteered because uh, they thought that they were sounds, doing God's work. Uh, questionable. Yeah, and so they, uh, they, they would die. It's in the science. Yeah, they would die essentially That's alone science. in this okay. warehouse, and a man would measure. I don't think that you would get that through an IRB. <laughs> oh, this was before like, before any of no, that even existed. <laughs> yeah, before. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Don't worry about that. This didn't happen <laughs> last year. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Oh, man. (laughs) This was when science was fun. Uh, Yeah, and so he actually, that's what, he actually came out with one result, and I was like, I think it was 32 grams, that the soul weighs 32 grams. Uh, It was, of course, uh, quickly disputed by other, his his other scientist friends, uh, because that was the only time, he only got that result once, and uh, was never able to duplicate it. But sort of like weighing the weight of information sounds as desperate as that venture to, to weigh the soul. But I could be wrong, you know? It could be the fifth 
the fifth uh, form of uh, nature, you know, the whatever, or a state of matter, huh. information. So uh, for your incorrect answers, you both must steal the badge off the chest of an officer and deal with the consequences. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh. Question number two. Along with the hopes and dreams of Vladimir Putin's imperialist dreams, the flagship Moskova was sunk to the bottom of the ocean in possession of what spiritual artifact? A. The petrified hand of Baba Yaga. B. The only remaining fragment of the Lance of Longinus, also known as the Spear of Destiny. C. A piece of the True Cross. Or D. Putin's quote-unquote magical golden socks. Okay, I'm going to go with Spear of Destiny. Jax? Ugh, I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, a piece of the true cross. Tiwi? <laughs> this is, Tiwi, this is you. Okay. Jax? <laughs> there oh, you go. Nice. <laughs> The Muscova, I don't know how to pronounce this, Moskova, a missile cruiser that was the flagship of Russia's Black Sea Fleet, sank on April 14th, 2022, following a Ukrainian missile attack. A news report from 2020 was given has given rise to the question of whether the vessel sank with a Christian relic, a piece of the true cross on board. According to a TASS news agency report from 2020, the Russian Orthodox Church announced that the fragment of the True Cross had been delivered to the then commander of the Black Sea Fleet, Vice Admiral Igor Osipov. And then it was supposedly taken to its headquarters in readiness for delivery to the ship, which was quote-unquote shortly. It was going to be shortly delivered to the ship. Uh, so the relic in question is a fragment of wood, just millimeters big, which according to believers is a piece of the cross on which Christ was crucified. That fragment is embedded in a 19th century metal cross, which is itself kept in a reliquary per the outlet. Of course, there is no uncertainty when or if the relic was ever transferred, transferred to the Moskva or if it was on board at the time of the vessel sinking. The Russian embassy in London did not immediately respond to any requests for comment. So there you go. There you go. Uh, the true cross. Hmm. Even though I do like, I wish it was the Lance of Longinus, the Spear of Destiny. Because if you know anything about the lore of the Spear of Destiny, uh, whoever ha- holds onto it is guaranteed victory. And according to World War II legend, mythology, whatever, supposedly Hitler had taken this the 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 spear w- during his many invasions of Europe I think I don't know where it was, when he got to to Rome to Italy or I don't know whatever France and he was able to grab it and that's when he was doing really really good and then at some point the allies had got mm. to a point and recovered the lance and that spelled the fall of Hitler's Germany and this would be great if it interesting. went interesting and that this could have explained why Russia is doing so bad cuz the Ukrainians sent the spear of destiny under the wa- under the water. Unfortunately, it was just a piece of the True Cross, and those those don't have magical powers. Clearly, Jax, are you concerned that they lost the True Cross, a piece of the True Cross? No, I'm glad that they did. I'm glad they did. I mean, now they now they go to hell. <laughs> that is true. Like if you lose possession of a piece of the True Cross, uh, you do go to hell. Yeah. That's the punishment. You go to hell. Welcome. All right, Jax, for getting the correct answer. You are awarded one compliment, and that is 
you smell acceptable. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Uh, Tiwi, for getting that one incorrect, you will now receive a debasement. Your smell is unacceptable. <laughs> and you dress like a hand model. A hand model? Yeah, you dress like a hand model. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I can tell you that much. Hand models aren't known for their the way they dress. You get complimented like you, you got a face for radio. <laughs> you dress like oh. a hand model. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Thank you. No, I'm it's not thank not. you. That's a debasement. Sorry. You should feel I'm debased. Oh, All I right. I feel so bad about myself. Moving on. Next question. After imbibing an alarming amount of caffeine, a California Q cultist performed which criminal act? Derailed a train in the port of Los Angeles to expose the truth. B. Refused to leave an airplane and claimed to be wearing a bomb to expose the truth. C. Drove through the back gate of Area 51 leading authorities on a two-hour desert chase to expose the truth. Or D. Hitchhiked from San Diego to Washington, D.C., jumped the White House fence, and threw a bag of cow shit toward the Oval Office window to expose the truth. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with A there, young man. Jack, Jack's going to go with A. Which one was A? Derailed a train in Port Los Angeles. Okay. I feel like Jack sounds very confident in his answer. <sighs> nope. It's a joke. <laughs> It's, it's part okay. of my... Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm selling go you plane. on bad information. Plane? <laughs> to expose Refuse. the truth. Uh, I'm going to do the plane. Yeah. Tiwi, this is you. Yeah. Jack? Uh, surprise. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> According to court documents... Uh, Eduardo Moreno sped a locomotive to the end of the line at Port Los Angeles on March 31st, 2020. The car derailed, smashed through several barriers, and slid through a parking lot before coming to rest near the USNS Mercy, a hospital ship that was docked at the port and caring for COVID-19 patients at the time. Moreno has been sentenced to three years in prison for derailment. For the derailment, Moreno didn't flee the scene at the time, admitted to the crime, pled insanity before taking a plea that will see him spend three years in prison and pay a $755,000 fine. According to Moreno and his lawyers, he was all spun up by too much caffeine and too much time online studying QAnon. So those are the Mm -hmm. wages of your sins right there. How are they going to get $755,000 out of this guy? That's what I don't get about that. That's that fine. That guy's not going to. No, that's not happening. Yeah, they don't. They don't do that. I'd like. They're not. Don't worry about it. Like. So what's that even for? I don't know. I don't know because it, because they can. They can, but nobody pays fines anymore. Oh really? Yeah. Like I guess I mean like I mean who could pay that one? I mean I, I just make it a billion. Like who cares? <laughs> like like when I go over like uh, someone's paperwork like initial appearance paperwork I'm like. Your maximum penalty is ten years and twenty five thousand dollar fine. Don't worry about the fine. Like I haven't seen anybody get fined in my entire life. So like, just it just doesn't happen. But what if he, I mean he did get fined? He just doesn't have to pay it back. I mean maybe, like just maybe garnish. All what his, is, what are they going to do? Garnish his wages <laughs> for the rest yeah, of his life. That's just a lot of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs> He's just going to have to work cash jobs under the table. I know. Yeah. 
So, uh, Jax, for your correct answer, one of your many accumulated curses has been lifted. And oh Tiwi, uh, for your incorrect yes. answer, you are now cursed. You take that curse <laughs> that he lost, and it goes to you now. So, Jax, you can pick. Some. I take the one. That you, the one that he lost, goes curse? on yours. You have to balance. Yeah. You have to balance the equation. Yeah. So he loses a curse. You get that. Hope curse. you like having bad knees. <laughs> oh, no. oh, here, here they come! Here they come! Yeah. At least, ah. at yeah. least, at least you'll know uh, when the when the one's gonna rain, which is every day in Seattle. Oh, yeah. so. yep, exactly. Like, oh, my knees! And every single time, every <laughs> time, yep, cloudy. every single time you go to bend over to pick up that hypothetical child you might have, you're gonna be like. Oh, God. (laughs) So there you go, Tiwi. You need to to start winning some of these. All right, next question. A man threatened to shoot and or bomb the publisher of what book? Because he claimed it had become too woke. Is it A, publisher of Harry Potter? Is it B, the publisher of Florida Math Textbooks? Is it C, the publisher of Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, or D, publisher of Far Off Topics Guide to Pig Butchery? Tiwi, you go first. Dictionary. You said dictionary. Jax, what do you say? Yes. I actually know the answer to this one. All right, what's the answer? And and it's dictionary. It's It's dictionary. dictionary. (laughs) We knew this one. Nailed it. Yeah, Jeremy David Hansen of Rosmer, California, was arrested last week on charges that he sent messages to Merriam-Webster in which he threatened to shoot and bomb its offices because he didn't like the company's dictionary definitions related to gender identity uh, because that's just the zeitgeist uh, these days. Thanks, Joe Rogan. Um, from October 2nd to October 8th, 2021, Mr. Hansen, 34, sent anonymous comments and messages to the dictionary publisher condemning the company for changing the definitions of words, including boy, girl, and trans woman. According to an affidavit filed by the FBI agent this month, he said, this is uh, old, uh, what's his name? Hansen was quoted as saying, There is no such thing as gender identity. Uh, He was commenting on the definition of female. The imbecile who wrote this entry should be hunted down and shot, he said. Mr. Hansen then escalated his threats from there, sending messages saying that the company's headquarters should be shot up and bombed. The statement said he wrote that by changing certain gender-based definitions, the company was taking part in efforts to degrade the English language and deny reality. Uh, so there you go. There you go. Someone doesn't know how language works. I think Jack said it. Like, why do we care? Seriously, like, why? I'm convinced that the uh, reactionary Republican wing, because obviously there's the bulwark Republicans who are kind of like, what the hell? What happened to our party? Because you're blind, you idiots. Uh, but the the large mass of uh, reactionary Republicans are playing this kind of weird domestic game of wag the dog. They are trying to distract people from all the terrible shit they're doing, um, creating essentially a a real-life Gilead, hands-made tale America, um, while distracting everyone with these, like, bullshit, oh, everything's woke and they're killing free speech. Uh, Meanwhile, they are effectively destroying free speech in schools with CRT hysterias and bullshit like that. It's like a classic wag the dog, but just... 
aimed at the American people. All right, so uh, for your correct answer, Tiwi and Jax, uh, you are rewarded with the knowledge that someone is thinking of you fondly. And <laughs> all right, <laughs> we know that this is bullshit. <laughs> uh, if if you had lost, you would have. Uh, you would. Uh, you must know. Someone be thinking terribly of us. <laughs> you must now bear the burden of knowing that no one thinks of you at all, ever. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, that would have been harsh. <laughs> all right, last question, I believe. Yes, last question. Russians are using what novel technique to defend one of their naval bases? Is it A, geosynchronized drone buoys? B, surfboarding advanced recon squads? C, robotic seagulls with surveillance equipment? Or D, combat dolphins? Uh, Tiwi, or Jax, or no, Tiwi, you go again. Why not? Um, robotic seagulls. All right, Jax. I'm going to say the dolphins. Combat dolphins? Yeah, combat dolphins. Tiwi? Jax? (laughs) Russia appears to have deployed trained military dolphins following its invasion of Ukraine. Satellite imagery analyzed by the U.S. Naval Institute suggests that Russia has set the military dolphins the task of protecting its Black Sea naval base. According to the USNI, two dolphin pens were moved in February at the start of the invasion and placed at the entrance of the Sevitspol Harbor. The USNI believes that the dolphins may be there to counter diver operations in the base, which is a crucial, which is crucial given its location at the southern tip of the Russian seized Crimean Peninsula. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought we were done making uh, killer dolphins. I thought, I thought, that, but I guess not. There's killer dolphins back in play. So there you go. Yeah, I, I mean that just seems I, seems pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It seems really awful <laughs> that they're doing that. But my lord, of all the things, of all the things you could use fucking dolphins i know happy just squeaky uh, little happy face dolphin comes up to you as you're trying to sabotage the sub and then, then what a machine <laughs> bites you like what is it supposed to do does right. it have like razor tipped flippers i don't know but just know that if you're trying to fuck up shit down in the Sevitz pole harbor uh those dolphins aren't friendly uh Jax, for your correct answer you are awarded the feeling of victory as well as a sharp pinch on the rump by a 50s era sexual harasser uh, and Tiwi, uh, nice. yeah. you have lost because you were a loser and you will never win because you never win at anything. There you go. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> yes, as you should be. Uh, and that's the game. That's the game. So uh, winners and losers All right. have been clearly spelled out. So, water is life, but it might also be a gateway to damnation. If you want to live, then you'll want to get the water out of your mouth and listen closely to the Audacity Chronicle segment at the end of the show. But first, we'll be dredging through the mountain of UFO documents recently released to the press, which reveal lurid alien sex parties, abandoned hybrid children, and terrible spacecraft-induced injuries. It only gets crazier from there. We'll talk all about it in our What in the Weird segment, after the break. Nineteen forty-five. 
the Pacific Ocean. Wing Commander Shiro Kawamoto encounters strange atmospheric disturbances while crossing into the notorious Devil's Triangle. He radios to his base saying, Something is happening in the sky. The sky is opening up. Those were the last words he ever spoke, and no signs of his crash were ever recovered. 1995, Uinta County, Utah. A family is besieged by noisome tricksters at night and invisible assailants during the day. Beloved farm animals are killed off one by one, each body being drained completely of blood. More ominously, experts concluded that the mutilations could not be the work of animals. Countless stories like these of strange creatures and wild spirits stalking the liminal spaces of human experience force us to ask the question, what is going on? Thankfully, for the first time, there is a definitive source for the answer. The Albertine High Strangeness Index. Compiled over generations, the index charts all of the world's known incursions with the invisible unknown, such as 1931, Boulder City, Nevada. Over the span of two years, a hundred men working on the Hoover Dam are drawn into the desert by a strange and compelling force and never seen again. Had the dam project violated a secret covenant between man and nature? The Albertine High Strangeness Index is a natural resource for anyone who's curious about the unseen world around us or for anyone wondering if the world is getting even stranger. To learn more about the invisible unknown, examine your first volume, Forbidden Wisdom of the Damned, free for 10 days. If you're satisfied, others will follow. If you must know what they don't want you to know, then you must have the Albertine High Strangeness Index. Purrs, and so is Nessie uh, of Loch Ness fame. Yeah, it's that sexiest of times when you ask yourself, what in the weird? Alright, so uh, starting this off is this uh, report from the Sun tabloid, uh, which got a hold of 1,500 plus pages of documents from the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, also known as ATIP. As far as I can tell, the Sun uh, has not released all the documents. They just they're, they're they're cherry picking which one of these 1,500 pages they have, and instead of dripping the information out drop by drop, uh, the first of these releases is titled "Anomalous Acute and Subacute Field Effects on Human Biological Tissues." Uh, the report looked at the supposed health impacts on humans who claimed they had paranormal encounters with unidentified flying objects. Um, and it's, it's a good read, but it's also kind of a, a silly read. It's not, it's just bullet points. Um, I don't know, did you guys ever, when this story came out, did you 
You probably didn't look at the reports, did you? No. <laughs> No, I, you I say don't with a no, laugh. Anything about this. <laughs> so, according to the report, people have been found to have been injured from exposures to anomalous vehicles, especially airborne, and when in close proximity to these crafts. Uh, the report noted that often these injuries are related to electromagnetic radiation and links them to energy-related propulsion systems. It lists injuries such as heating and burn injuries from radiation, brain damage, and the ability to impact people's nerves. More provocatively, the report also claims that there have been at least five sexual encounters with aliens and one possible pregnancy. Um, so, mm. so Jax, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, alien-human hybrids is something that I think would be amazing. So, I'm for it. I think, it's, I think it would be awesome. I hope that it's true. You're so woke. Yeah. Yep. Let's, um, exactly. Let's mix these exactly. star systems, folks. Uh, but what do you think about this pervert alien? He just Thank he just you. knocked up uh, one of our Earth women and just uh, beat feet back to Beta Centauri. I don't know if that's a real place. <laughs> I mean, Centauri. you know, it's kind of par for the course for, you know, the history of mankind. But also, how do you know that there was no wasn't feelings involved? This could be a love baby. Uh, most likely, yeah, exactly. Well, is that what happens? What you call all love babies when they are just abandoned for the rest of its life? Look, their parents would never understand. They knew it would never work. Yeah, right. He's from that side of the tracks. Well, he's left. And this- also, why are you assuming that it's a man? The alien or what? Because it's a pregnancy. The alien. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's a man. You don't know how aliens work. Well, the spermatophore bearer. You're the woke one. (laughs) 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 Whatever uh, provided the spermatophores to the the ova. um, Could have been a woman. It could have been. You're right. Yes. More more than likely, it's completely sexless. I'm just gonna say. And it just it just has it in its its eye. That's why the eyes are so the head's so big because it's just filled. Yeah. With the juices, the love juices. Uh, yep. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's disgusting. Please don't ever <laughs> yes. say those words. Is it disgusting or is it beautiful? <laughs> Uh, not beautiful. Well, this the woman, the pregnant woman, thought it was beautiful. Um, I will say that. Looking at since I'm the only human being that's actually looked at these uh, uh, documents, I will say that all it is is like slides. It's literally like a a, a list of a bunch of PowerPoint. uh, Yeah, like a PowerPoint. Less than that, I would say. It's just there's no information in it Uh, at all, other than just like bullet points. There are 200 instances of people being burned. You know, like 50 instances of this, and then one each of you know, getting pregnant or losing a finger or whatever. It's just, I don't know how you're supposed to draw any conclusions from any of it. And it does kind of, pretty kind of gets to this this next little part uh, where a reporter is basically saying that the whole ATIP program is kind of bullshit and that they were, that reporters were purposely misled. Um, so Brian Bender, who is the senior national correspondent at Politico covering defense, uh, was one of the reporters credited with breaking the ATIP story in December of 2017. Recently, he stated on Twitter uh, that he was purposely misled about the project. He said parts of the ATIP story got buried. 
uh, because they were afraid it would be perceived as an utter waste of taxpayer money. Bender then referenced the Robert Bigelow connection to the late Senator Harry Reid, adding, It was a pork project to investigate voodoo that morphed into UFOs. Without the Nimitz case and the video, they would have had little but ghost stories and campfire ghouls to show for it, Bender added. And honestly, this reminds me about everything uh, from the Skinwalker Ranch, because Bigelow massively involved. He, he was the, the, the money behind that project. That was NIDS, uh, the National Institute of Discovery Science. And they were getting – that was Bigelow's money, supposedly. Who knows if there was something like black money involved in that too. But he was you know, chasing these uh, claims in Unita, uh, Unita County. Uinta. Uinta. I'm sorry. Uinta County. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Utah regarding this little ranch that was supposedly a portal to another dimension and weird things were happening, lots of cat mutilations, this and that. George Knapp is, of course – associated with that because him and Bigelow are buddies and big uh, nap eventually writes a book called uh, uh, hunt for the skinwalker hunt for the skinwalker read it. And I was very unimpressed because all it is after all of these, like all this money poured into this one location and all these tall tales, there's lots of tall tales came out of there. I knew the photo. I think I've said this before on the podcast. I knew the photo that, that worked with George Knapp. Originally I thought he was saying he saw these things, but then he's just saying, he's just telling me, Oh no, the scientists there told me these stories uh, about like mm. a portal opening up and 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 ultra terrestrials coming out of it, the portal and like waving their hands or whatever. Um, but no, ca- there's no, there's no camera. There's no the, the photographic evidence. There's no video evidence. There's no measurable evidence of anything there. And I feel like that's that's what the, this Bender guy is kind of getting to is that. A tip is the same thing, and when you look at these fifteen hundred, whatever the sun is dripping out, um, it also looks like the same kind of shit. Of like, oh yeah, we just drove around the country asking people, "Did you see a UFO?" And they're like, "Yeah." Uh, what happened? Well, I got this burn on my hand. Like, let me see that. Oh, okay. Let me just put drop that down here, and we'll move on. But there's no real like hardcore science. There's no proof. There's no actual concrete stuff. So I don't know. It just it, it bothers me. Bothers I need me. To get a better job. Yeah, that sounds fun. Like I would love to just drive around and like collect awesome. random stories. I would too. That's the thing. I am a little. There's a little je- <laughs> jealousy here uh, because this sounds like a dream job. Just going around collecting people's yeah. fucking ghost stories and like no shit, man. Tell oh, me about it. Amazing. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I've misspent my entire life because there's J. Allen Hynek. He did that for Blue Project Blue Book. Um, and you know, my hands are in the air. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> but yeah, either way, I, I I do think I call it the, the Bigelow mafia. Uh, I think there's something up. I think there's some, why are they giving $22 million to Robert Bigelow to pretend that he's searching for UFOs? Cause remember part Who's of that giving him $22 million, the U S government, Harry Reid. That's what dropping the, the bucket compared to what he got. Are you serious? He's so much oh my money. God. Yeah. Yeah. How is he getting this money? I want this. I want to work for them. How do I get? It's because he was like best friends with Harry Reid, and Harry Reid was a very. And I don't know what that 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 relationship was or how that relationship started. I don't know. It was a conversation about UFOs over like drinks, and Harry Reid's like, "Hey, if you like UFOs, I will give you millions of dollars to." I don't know. And it's. I mean, Bigelow's a billionaire. 
Um, so it's not like he didn't needed money. He didn't need like twenty two extra million dollars. We can't fund education in this country, but we can like fund this. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, that's a state program, okay? That's a, <laughs> okay. Education well, is a state program. I'm sure the people program, of Nevada so. would love to have some other things happening with their money. What do you mean? I want that $22 million coming to me. I'm the one that needs it. <laughs> Bigelow doesn't fucking need $22 million. I do. Um, you should look at it, find find out if there's jobs. Honestly, you should like look this company up and like solicit a job. Out That's of the it. other weird thing about Bigelow is that he starts these companies and then without any fucking uh, – Warning, he shuts the whole thing down and fires everybody. Oh, that sounds like fraud. So Who knows? It could like be a money laundering fraud. It could be because he started cool. up again. He has a new company that's all dedicated toward um, afterlife experiences. So now he's studying the Ooh. afterlife. Um, and he just announced recently a whole the, the board of directors that is going to be part of that project. And I don't know. I'm sure that's it's probably also getting funded by the government. See, the thing is, it, yeah, great. It might be fraud, but it also might be some kind of like, uh, like some weird dark money thing that to for like disinformation. That's where my head goes. Is like why? Because why give money to a guy? You think they're actually doing something like secret with the money, and then it's just the cover. It could be a way to funnel billions of dollars through one man like he he's like the pass through like okay we're gonna earmark 22 million you know on the books but it's well i guess it was all dark money in the first place but either way but it's just a, a way of getting uh you know money through him through some way i don't know why they would need that that's the other thing too is like it just seems like one extra step um but i don't know it's it's very strange yeah sadly we also uh you know everyone pour their drinks out for uh John Lear, a ufologist, storied ufologist, um, passed away. He was also a, a huge hoaxer and kind of a con man. So there you go. <laughs> okay. oh, sorry. That, that's that is lost. that's part, part and parcel with the UFO world. Okay. All right. I guess enough about that. Uh, who wants to talk about uh, Lake Monsters? Anyone interested in Lake Monsters? Not particularly. Oh, <laughs> Screw you. This is actually pretty fun. So uh, Nessie has been getting pretty wild this year. Um, there are new theories and controversies that all seem to exploded a few weeks ago uh, when reports started openly worrying that there were no Nessie sightings in 2022. Uh, and that suggestion uh, spelled doom. The, the, the idea that there were no sightings kind of put in motion this idea that uh, maybe maybe Nessie was dead. You know, she was finally dead. The aquatic monster was gone. But let's start with the theory first. So uh, the, the new theory about Nessie uh, is proposed by a professor from the UK. His name is Michael Sweet. And he claims that people have previously mistaken a whale's penis for the mysterious <laughs> sea creature um, when it's in mating season. When the whale's in mating season. He shared the reasoning behind the bizarre mistake and said that artistic travelers used to draw what they thought they had witnessed while exploring at sea, but the drawings may not have been the most accurate. Sweet says, whales often mate in groups. So while one male is busy with the female, the other male just uh, pops his dick out of the water while swimming. Um, and, you know, just waiting for his turn. Because you know, just swing them, swing them high and proud. You know, that's the that's the idea there. 
let's let's tackle the, the controversy that 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 theory this is first. Why we got banned. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we got banned. <laughs> Possibly, Tiwi. What do you think about this new theory? Is is are the Nessie sightings simply misidentifications of a whale's phallus just swinging around out in the open? <laughs> I'm going to say no, because why would it only happen there? Then wouldn't you just have, like, dick sightings everywhere? Like, we have whale watching here, and nobody's ever seen Nessie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I also don't know if Loch Ness is big enough to support a whale or how a whale would get in there. I I really don't know much about the geography, so I don't know if there's a... Why is a whale in there? Yeah. (laughs) Not only only one whale, but several whales that are just like... like something went wrong. Like having an orgy. (laughs) (laughs) How'd the whale get there? (laughs) Okay. That that is probably the bigger question, you know? I'm going to say it's a stretch. I don't... Doesn't feel like the most intuitive answer. (laughs) I think like an ancient dinosaur, like the the actual answer for Loch Ness that that people think uh, that like a sea monster is a better answer than whale penis. <laughs> I actually agree with that. I think ancient dinosaur actually makes more sense than whale penis. I would have to agree with you, uh, even though all the photographs of the 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 the, the penis fl- fl- flying around waving at people is sort of convincing. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see where. Although now that you bring this up i feel like this would be the greatest thing for dudes who are like sending dick pics to just send pics of nessie oh they're very meta (laughs) (laughs) i think you're really asking a lot for that type of person (laughs) it would be funny don't you get it babe like it's nessie and (laughs) people are saying that nessie's a dick pic so see you get it no i don't but Maybe she continues the conversation. Who knows? I think she would. So let's move into the controversy. Here's the big controversy. Like, as I said before, there have had been no sightings of Nessie uh, into early April. And people were really getting worried. Um, So the controversy began uh, late last month when our friend, we've actually covered him before in an earlier show. His name, and I butchered his name and I'll butcher it again. But you'll know who I'm talking about when I say it. Eon O. Fadagan of Ireland. <laughs> Fadagan. Okay. Uh, he was credited with having spotted the legendary creature while watching the popular live stream overlooking Loch Ness. At the time, news reports were worrying over the lack of Nessie sightings. Some suggested that this could only mean that the creature was finally good and gone. So with the anxiety in the with that anxiety in the background. The virtual sighting was celebrated by Nessie buffs around the world, but then it was re- it was taken back. They they said no, we're not we're not going to recognize this sighting. Uh, so shortly after, Ophidagan reports made headlines. A pair of uh, what Fadagan? I, I don't know. Have you seen this the spelling of this name? I don't know. Uh, well, so uh, so shortly- I like how I just like how you say it because it sounds like you're kind of having. Like a stroke a little bit, like like you're hiccuping. <laughs> ah, okay, there, yeah, okay. All right, so uh, shortly after Ophidagan reports uh, made headlines, a pair of paddleboarders revealed that they could account for the quote-unquote creature seen on Loch Ness webcam as they happened to be in that spot 
on the day that the sighting took place. Uh, with the case being called into question, it was unceremoniously pulled from the official Loch Ness Monster Sighting Register, and a new report was given the title First of the Year. So Fadagan lost his, his, his sighting. That was the beginning of the controversy because that triggered a firestorm of controversy among the Nessie research community. Cause as you would, as you might imagine, turns out there's a rift which is formed between the on-site researchers and the webcam slash internet researchers. The on-site folks say that the virtual researchers are just adding to the pile of hoaxes and poorly re- uh, reported sightings. While the virtual folks think that more eyes are better than less and that they actually, Fodagan actually said that this new virtual community is more action-oriented. They like to see moving pictures or whatever. I don't know. Um, and that's why it's better for these webcam folks. Fodagan himself has a shit ton of these reports. I mean, like, I think last going into last year, we were talking about Fodagan and all his reports. So he's, uh, maybe, I don't know, he's a kind of, he's a kind of a crazy, crazy person. So either way, that being said, um... It looks like Nessie has been spotted, but it turns out those sightings are now tearing the community apart. Jax, I know that you have a strong a shame. love for the Nessie community. What what does this feel like? What is this that knowing that that well, first of all it breaks my heart. Do you have breaks my heart. Do you have a preference? Do you think that on-site sightings should take precedent over webcam sightings? Yeah. Oh, I think so. I mean, unless the webcams are. Yeah, I think so. Don't you? I mean, uh, anytime I see a webcam, I'm like, uh, what am I looking at? There's way too much like crap and like artifacting BS in the screen. So like for me, it all comes down to the quality of the image. You know, are these 4K, 6K images, you know? Uh, Exactly. But I also like the fact that you could probably archive them, you know, and you could go back and look at them. Mm-hmm. Whereas an on-site guy may not have a camera. He might just be pointing and saying, I just saw something weird. I'm like, I don't care what you say you saw. Where's the digital archive? Right. I want to see the digital archive. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I hate we, it when people do that. Uh, see something and then, but don't, don't take a picture of it. Yeah. Like, like, like someone. Like their window. <laughs> like someone on this show. <laughs> Um, they just claim they saw something and everyone's like, fucking, yeah. Hmm. Fucking hippie. Tiwi, what, where, uh, do you, where do you side on this, this, on the on-site or virtual? Uh, I like, hmm, what kind of quality is the virtual? I would love to say I could tell you. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I should have, that's my mistake. I should have just gotten on one of these webcams. They're free, you know? I think quality would be the determining factor because while on-site is always a preference, that's one person, right? Right. While virtual, you definitely have the potential for more people to be witnesses. But if the quality is trash, if it's like one of those flare cameras or whatever, if it's just like blurry, then... I'm going to go with on-site. I'm actually glad that you mentioned FLIR because uh, that's one thing that they, that on-site can't give you, unless, of course, you bring your own FLIR camera. But if you had like a, just a, a giant like a camera array with thermal, uh, you know, UV or, or ultraviolet and then like normal vision, like you could you could collect the same there's information. There's sensors that you could use, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of sensors you, that, are, that are virtual that you don't need people there to... to uh, 
yeah. collect that information. But either way, you know, I, I feel like I don't know. I don't know where I, I stand on this. I can see the, the merits of both. I just wish they would stop fighting. Just get back to finding Nessie. With that, if you're tired of being guilted into giving up your single-use water bottles, well, I have some news for you. According to a new thoroughly researched documentary, our water supplies have been contaminated with something absolutely diabolical. We'll tell you all about it in our Audacity Chronicle right after the break. Now it's time for your weekly KTLU Community Bulletin. Famed cryptid hunter Maxwell Zazura will be kicking off his two-year residency with the Nye County Anomalist Society this week. He will be holding an in-person Q&A at the Gold Town Casino this Friday at 8pm to discuss his mission roadmap for capturing the elusive Yucca Man. Tickets are $10 at the door or 5 if you pre-order through the NCAS website. The Nye County Sheriff's Office is reporting the discovery of an abandoned listening station near Johnny Mine Road. A preliminary investigation suggests that the facility may have been used to broadcast a series of illegal and disturbing audio recordings reported by residents earlier in the year. The Sheriff's Office is planning a press conference to discuss the find, as well as some unusual artifacts recovered from the scene. The press conference will be held at the Sheriff's Office on Wednesday at 2 p.m. The person behind the recent Balloon Man sightings has announced a special unmasking event this Saturday where they will reveal their identity and reasons behind the stunt. The unmasking website encourages people to have an open mind and to safeguard their astral bodies if they plan to attend. The event starts at 6 p.m. And that's been this week's Community Bulletin, brought to you by this station and Von Daniken Funeral Homes. Live life to the fullest. We'll take care of the rest in peace. Only on KTLU Perump. Humans might be 70% water, but how much of that is just Satan fuel? Would it be audacious of me to say, all of it? Oh, God! The impudent! No! The unmigrated God! Oh! You tell me it's not true. The audacity! The documentary Watch the Water proposes that COVID-19 is not a virus at all. Rather, it's snake venom put into the water supply, probably by a satanic cabal, because it's always a satanic cabal. For a little background, the phrase... The, the, the documentary is called Watch the Water, and that, that phrase comes from a post on February 15th, 2018 by Q, who was on 4chan, um, uh, and it has been repurposed by right-wing filmmaker P- Stu Peters, who we, I think, talked about in the last show, um, and his buddy, who is a self-proclaimed doctor named Brian Artis. He's a doctor. I don't. Are chiropractors considered doctors? He calls himself a doctor, but so he's doctor, eh. <laughs> doctor chiropractor <laughs> Brian Artis. Um, so we're gonna kind of. I'm just gonna quickly try to break down for those who don't want to watch it the documentary. And honestly, calling it a documentary is a bit of a lift because really, it's just Stu Peters and chiropractor Artis 
having a conversation in two chairs for 45 minutes. So, you know, that's that's the documentary with a, a occasional B-roll here and there. And it, pretty quickly, they get to the meat. They in- introduce the thesis. So here it is. I cannot believe the amount of evil behind this pandemic with what I've realized since then. I realized all of a sudden that monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom. The federal government doesn't want us using anti-venom. Why are they bashing anti-venom and why are we finding anti-venom works against COVID? Is it not a virus? Is it a venom? Like, this is what I want to know. Like, is COVID a venom? And this is why they don't want you using monoclonal antibodies. So, Tiwi, um, what's your guess? Oh, my God. Do you think uh, COVID is a venom? <laughs> I mean, what? Didn't... So, I mean, there's so much to destroy with this guy. But monoclonal antibodies, first of all, is like a class of drug. So... I actually take monoclonal antibodies, and I assure you that it is not anti-venom. Um, what the fuck? Like, where does he get anti-venom? Where does it even come from? Because I believe to make actual anti-venom, um, they put it, they they t- put uh, venom in horses, like diluted uh, venom in horses, and the the horse creates an antibiotic reaction, and then they harvest that from the horse, and they create these anti or, or uh, yeah a- the antibodies, these monoclonal antibodies for anti venom purposes. But like you said, there's lots of monoclonal there's like antibodies. it's a class of drugs. There's literally like so many monoclonal antibodies, so. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, keep keep I that keep that just brain melting. Just keep it keep it because it's about to get even hotter. Um, uh. So he moves on from that and he starts trying to build his case. But uh, but he takes one little detour first with this uh, a quick glance over the death of a researcher named Bing Lu, who was a medical researcher in Pittsburgh. So uh, artists suggest that Lu was murdered by the COVID cabal to silence his research presumably because he was about to blow the lid off of <clears throat> the snake venom theory. If you type into the Google and look up being Lou, uh, COVID researcher, you get uh, quite a few hits. You learn that Lou was killed in a domestic dispute. It was a, a murder-suicide. And that's it. Cops are saying, oh, yeah, there's nothing else to it. But, of course, you have to have a, a murder somewhere in there to kind of, you know, sell. So, Bing Lu is the murderer. But yes, moving on. I am convinced that COVID-19 is not a respiratory virus of any kind. It is actually venom poisoning. And they're using, I believe, synthesized peptides and proteins from venoms of snakes. And they're administering them and targeting them to certain people. So... Just like he misrepresented uh, monoclonal antibodies, he's trying to essentially do the same thing because uh, right after this, he starts pivoting to legitimate news articles uh, from a researcher in Arizona who works with snakes. And he's realizing that certain reactions from venom are similar to what's happening in COVID. Specifically, it's the uh, SPLA2A enzyme 
it has similarities to active enzyme in rattlesnake venom, is found in low concentrations in healthy individuals, and has long been known to play a critical role in defense against bacterial infections, destroying microbial cell membranes. So this is something that's already in people, but artist is essentially saying that this is actually COVID's introducing this enzyme to your body. And because that's related to snake rattlesnake venom, he's like just bridging, Ugh. he's bridging the, the gap there. So, so what that enzyme does, so when activated, the enzyme circulates at high levels. It has the capacity to shred the membranes of vital organs. That's how it works in venom. But it also does that to um, uh, bacteria when your body encounters that in your body. So it's part of your immune system. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Let's ignore that because artist has already kind of made up his mind. Okay, so I just looked it up, though, but, like, SPLA2 is also observed in the cerebrospinal fluid of humans with Alzheimer's and multiple sclerosis. Um, so I'm pretty sure that they are also not, you know, attacked by snakes. Right, but, well, that's the thing. So I think that what artist is kind of is leading to, I'll let him explain to it. Here, here we go. Okay. Here, you've got another one. <laughs> when I say... This is the most evil thing I've ever encountered in my entire life. Could you ever have imagined? What is the symbol of evil in Christianity? The serpent. The serpent. Can you think of anything more evil than envenomating the entire world with snake venom and then injecting snake venom into your veins? What I do like about this is that um, what, I'm, what I began to piece together is that Somehow in this cosmology or this theory, artists is saying COVID is snake venom, but so is the vaccine. The vaccine? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. He's all over the place. Right. They they're they're both they're both the like the the fucking venom. They, shouldn't they potentiate each other then, if that's the case? Like not I don't know. If I that's, it, maybe that's what he's saying. If I knew what potentiate meant, I I could agree or disagree. you know what potentiate means but like shouldn't they basically i do not make just make it stronger like they yes they make it stronger they like make it more create more effect i would think so makes sense but that's also probably why a lot of covid also go ahead the covid conspiracy people are all about natural immunity at the same time, right? And they're always like saying it's the. F-. They start with it's the flu, and then they start with it's not that big of a deal. Which is it? Is this venom? Is it the flu? Is it not that big of a deal? Is it not? It's not respiratory at all. I don't know. <laughs> they like, uh, yeah. Because I also heard that they also believe, yeah, it's not real, and that the vaccine is killing people. So, except the vaccine, there's people who most of the people who died have not been vaccinated. Well, they don't. I mean, again, this this population of people are getting their information from Dr. Artis, not from the CDC. So their world is literally completely different than ours. Like they they don't even make any sense. And I will say the whole like symbol of evil thing, because this is part of his case. Liar. (laughs) Part of his case is that like (laughs) liar. Who's coming out for why are you saying liar? Because she's what? I don't know. Oh, just because she's like perpetuating the myth. Ah, yes, she is. Um, 
Sorry, you derailed me there, Jax. But I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> just, just comes out of nowhere. Liar. Uh, but I was going to say, like, like, had a bunch of caffeine. So, so this is, is not a necessarily a trivial point for him, um, in the case because he's saying, basically, he's, he's trying to suggest that, uh, this cabal is like signing their crime and they're, they're doing it. They're, they're doing this. With such malice that they would use a serpent to to attack Christians. Of course, we know that completely skips over the fact that this is a pandemic. It's across the entire world, affecting all cultures that are non-Christian as well. So it's just like I don't know, like they're, they're, it's it's designed to kill Christians, but you know uh, this collateral damage. The other people are just collateral da- damage. The Shintoists, ah, well, you know they're not going to get the. They're not going to get it because, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't sign it with the any of their culture's evil symbols. I just I don't know. It's, it, to me, it's just silly. That part is pretty silly. But maybe not as silly as the fact that he also ties in because you, you have to tie things in to get people interested. Like, you know, these are proofs, right? So he ties in the earlier hysteria around the idea that the vaccine was making people magnetic. He says that things known as dynabeads are used in the vaccine. Oh, God about that. And they are made of uh, dynabeads are these little magnetic nanoparticles. And right when he says that, he kind of says it in this like this like, tone of like, "Do you know what a dynabead is? Um, it's a magnetic nanoparticle." And then they cut to the, the the shots of all these people on TikTok or whatever placing quarters on their body. <laughs> you know, like uh, oh I'm like, "Oh, look at him!" I kind of gave him kudos for that one because I was like, "That that's good." That you know, I didn't. You, you're tying it all together. I mean, quarters aren't even magnetic, right? But whatever, you know, it's <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter it's metal it sticks to people so uh okay. yeah so whatever uh but i i have to give him some kudos on his conspiracy craft because he is he's making an effort to tie these things together so um he might be repugnant in his ideas but his craft he didn't he didn't i mean he's 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 working he's long nights mm-hmm. oh and so then after that he just kind of then the, the the i feel like the whole documentary just stops because then he plays this very long segment from the the show The Blacklist, where and at first I'm like, why 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 is this in here? Like it literally is just like plonk. James Spader just like shows up and he's like, oh, and he's like poisoned. He's like, oh no, and he sets his team on this quest to find the quote unquote like poisoner, or the venomist or whatever. And his team goes and they find uh, that the evil uh, chemist is using snake venom. Um, and oh, how? But gosh. how? But wait a second. How did the snake venom get into James Spader? Like, how did that happen? And then they show this little glass of water. At the same time, the show clips, and the, the, the show cuts away from the, the blacklist, and we hear... And then I realized something. I realized how they've been spreading this. And these are shots of him putting a COVID test, opening a COVID test and putting it water. under the faucet, and then pulling it up to the camera, and it shows positive oh results. Uh, so that's like pretty much like dun dun dun, and then the words 
watch the water appear on the screen. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's all, it's all, it all comes full circle. And he also further then goes on to explain that when you uh, put cobra venom in your mouth, because that's something people do, uh, it will cause a loss of taste and smell. So he's like, check. Um, The other thing is that, I can't remember how this tied in with venom, but there's something known as the smoker's paradox. And, uh, oh, that's right. That's right. So smokers are immune to COVID because venom is blocked by cigarettes. So the, the enzymes that like kill you in snake venom, uh, are blocked by the same receptors are blocked by the same, uh, uh, chemicals in, in like nicotine. Um, so they, like they hold, they put up these, like they, they, they fill up the holes of these receptors that prevent, um, venom from, from attacking you. But there's also something that I didn't know of that's actually genuine. It's called the smoker's paradox. Um, and that uh, smokers were actually not getting COVID in the numbers people had thought because they thought, okay, this is a respiratory disease. So smokers should be like fucking falling off every which way, but they weren't. Um, so he's going ahead and saying, okay, I know why that's not the case. I know why the smoker, the smoker paradox exists. It's because it's venom because the, the you know, it, ve- smokers uh-huh. who, who are, who are poisoned Fox and sense. COVID people who are poisoned are still alive. They say they're alive for the same reason. Yeah. So, so like what he did is he, he has created an entire mythology around this notion of well, around the idea, uh, these ideas of venom, so that he doesn't have to like quit smoking for his wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly exactly like, same. No. Woman, I see, feel like the snakes. The water one is pretty easy to disqualify, right? Because who is putting it in the water? Number one, the cabal. But number two, yeah. But number two, that assumes that everyone receives city water. And there's like tons of people who have wells in this country, so like they're probably not getting COVID. What, That's just the I, way but it they is. are I'm, getting no, COVID. Gonna, so. I'll, I'll, well, hold on now. As a well owner, nobody in my house yeah. has COVID. Ah, checkmate. proof, checkmate. Done. Oh. Done. <laughs> Doctor Poindexter. <laughs> yeah. Try again. <laughs> Fucking elitist scum. Um. So then let's let's put it all together. Then his his kind of his parting little. But you had the vaccine, didn't you? Not. No, he didn't. Remember, he held out the venom. <laughs> the venom is in your. Veins. I don't talk about my. I don't talk about my medical history <laughs> right. on this show. Oh, sorry, HIPAA. HIPAA. You're right. You're right. I gotta honor HIPAA. <laughs> you you can yeah, go to jail he, for asking him. I'm the covered entity, so I own the rights. Wow. I'm supposed to govern your medical wow. records. All right, so so here it is. Here's the coup de gras. This is this is like his his final the capstone to his theory. Here you go. The Latin definition historically for virus, originally and historically, virus meant and means venom. So I started to wonder, well, what about the name Corona? Does it have a Latin definition or a definition at all? So I actually looked up what's the definition. And on dictionary.com, it brings up 13 definitions. Corona, religiously, ecclesiastically, means gold ribbon at the base of a miter. And I didn't know what a miter was. So I copied it and pasted it and then hit images. So this actually could read the Pope's venom pandemic. It also can read crown 
Corona means crown also in Latin terms. Yeah. Corona means crown. Visually, we see kings represented with a crown symbol. Right. So put that together for me. King Cobra Venom. It actually could read King Cobra Venom Pandemic. Boom. That, there you go. Plain sight. <laughs> Every villain signs their work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the calling card <laughs> right. of the NWO. Done. There it is. I mean, if you're not, if you weren't convinced by the all these other proofs, that should do it. That should so, simplify it. Can I just like? Uh, yeah. The reason we call coronaviruses coronaviruses is because they have crown-like surfaces. So this isn't even like... It's not... He acts like the term coronavirus was just some arbitrary thing that we just... That is just assigned. Or that like the name predates meaning. <laughs> like they called it that for a reason. <laughs> right, right. It, this is uh like South Park <laughs> levels of conspiracy like theory. What? So now the inevitable question. If terrorists didn't cause 9-11, who did? Remember that there are in fact two towers. Two minus one is one. One one eleven. Two minus one is one. One one. And there are nine members on Silverstein's board of directors. That's nine one one. Nine eleven. And take two minus one plus nine eleven, and you get twelve. Which leads us all to the mastermind of the 9-11 attacks. Kyle. But I thought this would be a great time for a, a good game. Um, because I, I was also curious, what are the other possible names for the coronavirus based on dictionary.com? It could be the uh, electricity poison, because corona also has corona discharge. Um, it could be the architecture virus. Corona, coronas are, are part of a, a, a slab-like member of the classical cornice supported by the bed molding. Virus also means like oily too. So it could be the oily, long, straight, untapered cigar. Ew. <laughs> uh, but you know, those are all, yeah, those are all. Pretty gross. <laughs> it could also mean the oily tonsure of a cleric. Because a tonsure mm-hmm. is that that disgusting uh, haircut that was popular back in the medieval times, where they uh, is that what that's called? Yeah, where they cut the the, the they they had the, the bald hole? the bald spot on the top of their head. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, a tonsure. <laughs> that's a tonsure. Yes, <laughs> I learned something new. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like um, I'm not really convinced by his his naming conventions uh, as proof, um, but either way, you know. To, to all the COVID folks, there you go. But they should also know because it closes out because at, at the end, it's like, like, what's this all about? Is it just about information? Of course not. It's a grift. And uh, at the end of the show, uh, we get to a, a full screen that lists all the known compounds that protect against snake venom poisoning. It includes uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, <laughs> zinc, N-acetyl-L-cysteine, vitamin C, and quercetin. I've never heard of those last two. Uh, or not, or Actually, the. I have. You've heard of quercetin? Quercetin? I don't know what that fuck it is. That's not how you say it. I don't know. That's not Kers- spelled. Or something. I'm the guy that says ophangadin. I have it. Oh. Yeah, I have it. Uh, it's good for people who are immunocompromised. Quercetin? Maybe? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I don't like that. So those are the. It basically says, okay, this is what. Uh, these are the things that block venom, you know? 
Just it just happens to be this, and then it also no, shows <laughs> URLs for Doctor Artis's website. Where mm. wouldn't you know? Doctor Artis is it. selling his anti V collection, which contains zinc and mm-hmm. L cysteine, vitamin C, and that one weird one called quercetin or whatever the fuck it is. Um, He's also partnered with the Synergy Health Plus to offer telehealth appointments so you can get prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. So he's got you covered. Cool. And if that weren't – but obviously it's in the water, right? So what's, what are you going to do? Just eat all these pills? No, he's got you covered because he's offering a discount code for a reverse osmosis water filter, which is designed for hydroponic plant uh, water, but you may as well just make it your central water hub. Just put it in your kitchen, I guess, now is what he's suggesting. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually have all these things that he's selling, so I think I'm actually good. You have a reverse osmosis water filter? I do have a reverse osmosis <laughs> water filter. Where is it? I have that. I have the Curcetin. I haven't installed it because it's like a pain in the ass, but it was expensive too. I need to get it installed. Um, I have, I mean, the flavonoids or the flavanol or whatever the hell it is. Um, what was the other one? ALA? N-acetyl-L-cysteine? I guess it's N-A-L-C. I don't know. Oh, N-A-C? N-A-C? Is it N-A-C or N-A-L? Yeah. Which one? I have N-A-C. Anyways. But yeah, there you go. There you go. The whole thing was a 45-minute, uh, infomercial, um, to scare you into making- It worked, though, because I see a lot of the venom theory- Really? All over, like, TikTok. (laughs) I will say there's, like, uh- the, again, his conspiracy craft, I, I don't want to say it's top notch, but it's 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 above average because he uses the actual like, you know, headlines from actual, you know, Washington Post, New York Times, snake venom uh, related to covid or, or whatever. He doesn't explore those. He just tells you what like his meaning is. But, you know, I took the time to go and read them. Most people aren't. They're just like they're going to see that as just like, oh, shit. That's that's the fucking New York Times. That's the Washington Post. He's getting that from them. Because despite what uh, all these right-wingers say, if you, if you put a headline from one of the established big media people and that's your kind of like, you glance at this, that's my proof, people will buy it. They'll, they'll say, okay, shit, that's legit. So, but if you put up like Alex Jones fucking thing, like, oh, the, they know. <laughs> they know that they, they're, they're just, you know, eating the shit. So his, his 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 stagecraft is or his conspiracy craft is 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 above average. Um, it leaves you there's certain parts that are just opaque enough for the layperson. You're you're left thinking, oh shit. And if you're already just if you succumb to conspiracies already, this is just this is easy. Just jump right in. Um, lastly, uh, before we go. He does actually have this awkward moment before he gets to the sales funnel. He has this weird, awkward moment where he explains he's at dinner with his wife and uh, I guess he's not talking because he's, I don't know, being an asshole or whatever. (laughs) She offended him and she's having her dinner and he's silent and she's like, what's up? Because they're at Chinese restaurant and he had just cracked open this fortune cookie and he pulled the thing out. He's just staring at it like an idiot. And And she's like, what's wrong with you? You know, like a normal person would be like, what, why are you, why are you acting like a weirdo just staring at your fortune cookie? And it's like, and then he, t- he picks it up, obviously waiting for her to ask that question, picks it up and then shows it to her. And it says, Lu Bing, Lu Bing, which he, me, 
thinks means Bing Lu, the name of the dead whistleblower. Um, and he's like, see, this is a message from God that I'm on the right path. It also means uh, Lu Bing, uh, what the fortune cookie was trying to say is just ice skating. So there you go. It's He shows the fortune. He took a picture of the fortune cookie and shows it to people. And they make a big presentation of it. Lu Bing. It's Bing Lu. It's God speaking to me. But it just means ice skating. I don't know. It was just, uh, <laughs> it was just, I don't know. It's like, all right, all right, good job. And with that, here are our parting words. Well, you know what really makes me feel hopeless sometimes? It's not what the adults are doing. It's the increasing debauchery of the young, even the very young. It's the kids who shot up the family in L.A. the other day. Right. It's the people allegedly having sex with the dead. My God. Mothers yeah. throwing kids through windows, this sort of thing. It's increasing. Uh, there's yeah. no question about it. And uh, I hope it's a cycle. But it seems to me like there's less hope for the next generation. Thank you, Art Bell, for those kind words, those parting words. Um, Far Off Topic is produced by myself, Jax and Tiwi, and edited by the command of the great old ones by your host. You can contact us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and at Far Off Topic on Instagram, Twitter, and all the other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi at Tiwi Said Stuff, Jax at Captain Jax 458. Uh, I was, this is the part where I would say clips of the show are also on YouTube, but we're not, <laughs> where they're not anymore. They never will be ever again. Cause it's the most ever. dangerous, most dangerous show banned from YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, drink four liters of watered down demon venom and lure a space creature into your bed. If it calls you after a week, let us know. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mode it be. So mode it be. Fly off topic. Banned from YouTube. Content rejected. Danger.